0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Frankly Speaking on Friday's podcast. I am your host, Frank Pador. It is June 10th, 2022, 9.08pm Eastern Time, and guess what, I'm by myself. I am alone in my studio once again. So I want to thank again my guests for last week, Avenger, Brandon, and Queen Shelby, Shelby for joining me for last week's discussion on our lives as uh as music majors i that was a lot of fun that was um well at least i for the three of us it was engaging and i hope it was equally as engaging and insightful for the rest of you who have listened to that podcast but this is episode 36 of the fsof podcast And another week has come and gone. Another week where gas prices continue to inflate. Where uh, the January 6th committee is having their hearings and doing their things. Where Justin Bieber is paralyzed on the right side of his face. All that is true. Look it up. But we're not here to talk about that. We're not here to look at this world and... What is... Well... This world does a lot to us, how it has unfolded, how unfair it has developed to the majority of people who are living. And that is one thing that we hold common to each other, is how we take day by day as a struggle, as we survive and do our best in order to not maintain the clothes on our back, the roof above our head, the food on the table but also our happiness, our our spirit, our soul, even. We try to make sense and to live the best lives that we can. And it's easy to say, you know, yeah, I'm just, I'm doing my best, I'm getting by. That's just words in order to brush off our true internal feelings, which is... Yeah, we're, we're doing our best. It could easily be better, but we're here. We're fighting, we're surviving, and that is what is most important. Our dedication to survive, to thrive, and to be happy in what can easily be a very unhappy world. More shootings have come out throughout this past week as well. Evaldi is just a bigger drop in the bucket, but smaller and smaller instances continue to pop up. And it's unfortunate, but we are here together. We have survived another week on this planet. We have survived. We have planned. We are growing. We are looking forward to the future. Hopefully to a day where we can look back at 2022. And be like, man, that year was kind of fucked up, wasn't it? You know what? F- fucking 2020 to now, I feel, has not slowed down. I don't think there has been a single moment where we could breathe uh, a breath of fresh air. To open up a newspaper, which for those of you who don't know what newspaper are. <laughs> <is, laughs> I refuse to say for those of us who want to open up our tablets or phone and see a news article or Twitter's latest post or Google being like, ah, everything's good. Nothing to complain about. Government's not corrupt. Lower middle class are, you know, working. They're surviving. (sighs) Homeless population is decreasing. I look forward to that day. May not happen in my lifetime, maybe my grandchildren's lifetime. Which means I feel sorry for my children. But, I look forward to that day. And I hope I am able to live to see it come to fruition. But until then, we have each other. And we can at least feel safe knowing that many of us are doing what we can to survive. To better ourselves. And to be happy. So, as always, allow me to commemorate this podcast. The FSOF Podcast, episode 36 to you, my dear listener, my dear survivor, who I am proud of. You keep doing it. You keep trucking along. I know it's a difficult. I'm right there on the struggle bus with you, but I believe that we can do this. I don't have faith. I believe in our prowess. And I hope that not only do you believe in mine, More importantly, you believe in yourself. You can do it, and I know you can. As I say every week, to the best of my ability, every week, I know you can. Don't you give up on yourself. You can do this. Fight through. So here is to you, my dear strong listener. Here is to me, asshole in a room speaking and ranting. (laughs) And here is to the FSOF podcast, where we Share and unite as people. Cheers. Oh God. <laughs> Ooh. Oh. You don't hear me make those noises too often. Oh, God. Okay, I'm better. I'm fine. <laughs> the reason I made those noises is because there's a bottle of a Kentucky <clears throat> straight bourbon whiskey on sale for like 12 bucks. And it's Evan Williams Bottled in Bond 100 Proof. Um,. Kentucky bourbon whiskey whew, It was $12 for a reason <laughs> I will survive I'm a survivor Even with all the breading that we just had in that pizza That might whew, That might get to me Anyway Let me please share with you the week uh, My weekly update There's a couple of things uh, Work is fine. Work has been interesting since we're one person down. So I have, uh, I've been doing my best in order to learn as quickly as possible and to apply what I am learning so that I can, I can fulfill my duties as a uh, sales expert for the insurance company that I work for. And you know, here's to my coworker who is still yet to deliver her baby, but. You are, in my mind, I hope your feet (laughs) reduce size eventually. So work is going fine for the most part. This week was probably the most intense week of work that I've had just because of low numbers and just the continuous situations which continue to arise that I do not know enough about or anything about in order to be able to assist my fellow co-workers. So hopefully that will, the longer I do this, the better it'll become, the more I'll learn, the more I'll be able to do my job, so it'll become easier. It's just, it's, that's a struggle bus by itself. And that's new with all jobs. So long as you remain within the same field all the time. So, you know, insurance game. A little bit new for me. A little bit. At least when it comes to casualty and collision. But that's going fine. The other thing is that hopefully... The nasalness that you hear within my speech will soon be relieved. This yesterday morning, I should say, I went to my ENT, and primarily to check up on the usage of my CPAP machine and to see if it's working correctly. And indeed, it is. It is mitigating the symptoms of my sleep apnea, which is great. Now we just need to figure out how to better manage the restless leg syndrome and the periodical and movement disorders. uh, Disorder, yes, that is a real thing. Look it up. It's unfortunate. I do not like it. Even though I've suffered with it for, how old am I? 17 years now. Ugh, more than half my life I've been battling this crap. It's never going to go away. But, initially I went into that appointment for my CPAP machine again it's working great but I mentioned to her the doctor I said hey so <clears throat> I'm having really bad continuous flow of postnasal drip and it's coming to the point where I am coughing and having deep coughs to the point where it's kind of making me vomit and want to vomit and it happens on a daily basis and it sometimes happens when I'm driving so that's not safe also when I'm doing voiceovers and recordings and this and that there's a bunch of nasal pop depending upon the vowel which i select and i have to go back in and post and try to mitigate that or delete it entirely and sometimes it's not possible in order to clean that up so i have to retake things blah 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 so she said to me okay we're gonna go ahead and get you on a couple of nasal sprays and uh, we're gonna go ahead and uh what what was her uh her exact words aggressively treat this okay sure you're gonna aggressively treat this so i'm at work waiting for the notification on my phone saying hey your prescriptions are ready to pick up i eventually get it i go there i pick up my prescriptions i bring them home two nose sprays awesome a lot of fluids going up my nose and pills which i was not expecting but hey pills are cool except when you have to take Six pills daily for five days, then four pills daily for five days, then two days, two pills a, a daily but for five days, oh, one pill a day for five days, and then half a pill a day for five days. I did not think she actually actually meant aggressively. She meant it. A part of me is scared now. <laughs> So I took my first three pills of the, uh, this morning, I'm going to take them before I go to bed, and hopefully with the sprays, with the pills, which are probably antibiotics for the sinus infection that we both probably know that I have, the post-nasal drip should stop, I should not have those coughing fits, and I should be able to sing and speak in a more clear voice, less nasally, you know? I don't know if that comes through or not, I feel as if it does, especially depending upon the day, but I guess listen to my voice this podcast as the weeks continue, and hopefully you will hear something a little bit better as it clears up. Now, here's a bit of news of my week, which has made me decide this topic. And it was a very last-minute topic, too, but it makes sense as to why I want to talk about it now. Like I said, you guys, I try to come up with subjects and things in advance, but sometimes it just always doesn't happen. So some of these podcasts are indeed last-minute... Oh, I need to talk about this. And that's what this podcast was. That's what the podcast two weeks ago was with, a uh, Uvaldi. Um... That was a last-minute, yeah, I need to talk about this. So I have a pen pal who I've been writing to for at least a decade now, I want to say. And uh, they're older than me by about 40 years or so. And uh, we're writing back and forth, and I asked him a question. I said to him, you know... Was there a time in your life where you, you thought you didn't know what you wanted to be when you, grow, when you grew up? And did you switch around and play around with that idea while you were growing up of what you wanted to be? You know, what was your your dream job? What do you want to be when you grow up? That whole thing. And I don't know about you, dear listener, but for me, that was a ever-evolving, undecided um, idea, Uh, a choice that I was lucky to be able to have to begin with. My parents didn't force me in order to uh, do one career or the other. My siblings and I had open, free choice of what do you want to do with your life, which I understand some people don't get. I feel as if the majority of us do, but not everyone. And growing up, I initially wanted to be an inventor, and then being an inventor switched to wanting to work for NASA, to wanting to go into robotics, to wanting to go into welding, into acting, into being a musician. I believe I said before, music was, you know, third on my choice, on my list of what to pursue when I grew up. So it was ever-evolving for me. But for him, it was not. He always wanted to be a teacher. And he became a teacher. Uh, Through the military and through this and that, he was able to make his dream come true for his own reasons. And it was through this discussion, this correspondence that I send to him, of me explaining to him my changing choices of career, He knows of, obviously, if we've been writing letters for a decade, he knows of how I am wishing to pursue being a voice actor and being a narrator. And how, while I am a trained musician, how I'm not necessarily utilizing my degree, as discussed last week. But there was something that he said Which kind of irked me. And it's up to interpretation, I suppose, as to how one may think and why. Not why, but was there potential ill intent or was it just an old school way of trying to be supportive? I won't read it verbatim. I'll just give you the gist of it. But basically he said, you know, you're... 30 years old, you really need to realize that if your dream or if your gift isn't providing you a substantial amount of financial income, it's probably time to step away from that dream and follow a job that will provide you, you know, a roof over your head because dreams cannot do that. Dreams cannot pay for rent nor buy groceries. And he continued, and he said, there's nothing wrong with uh, being a part of sales, being a part of the insurance game. It's a very, you know, it's kind of, you get what you receive. You put in the work, you're going to get a lot out of it. And uh, he did say, though, you know, good luck with the audition, which was um, a couple of weeks ago now. Good luck with the audition. Keep up the hard work. So it's kind of conflicted, because at first he was basically saying to me how I initially interpreted it was, give up on your dreams and settle down and just start making money in order to survive. Which, considering the price of gas, yeah, kind of makes sense. (laughs) Gas prices by themselves is outlandish. But then the whole keep working hard as you go into your audition And I was was like, so are you supporting me? So then, I was initially mad. Uh, There was other things which were said, which I don't need to relate. But a lot of it just got me irked a bit. Because the entire idea of this job and the insurance game is, in fact, for the sake of providing that roof, these clothes, and the food On the table. I don't necessarily love it. It's a good job. It has uh, fulfilling implications to it, ensuring that people are, ensuring people and their assets are protected by a certain means. It has good intentions, has good money, has good possibilities, without a doubt. But it's not something that I can be happy with for the rest of my life. It's not something that I'm willing to settle down for. And that's where this idea came into mind for this podcast. When, or is it, foolish, nowadays especially, to follow those said dreams? I have yet to respond to his letter, but I do wish to mention to him that just because I am 30 and my pursuit of becoming a voice actor and a narrator hasn't taken off and it's not my full-time job and I'm not able to make a living off of it, doesn't mean that I should give up on that dream and just settle down with the insurance game. I will use the insurance game in order to fund my passion, to pay for vocal coaching, to continue to do these auditions, to continue to do my freelancing, voice acting, and narration to better my skills. And I will continue to do that because so many actors that we know and love and honestly can't imagine not being a part of our lives in the film and TV industry, a lot of them got their, like, major roles way past the age of 30. Harrison Ford was one of them. Morgan Freeman was one of them. Oprah Winfrey. Uh, I even think Sir Patrick Stewart I'm forgetting the list, but there are so many actors and actresses who, whose names we didn't even sorry, Mike whose names we didn't even know until they just kind of came out of nowhere. And now we can't imagine the industry without them. So I think that's one of those old school mentalities of if you're not good at it right away then well give up on it find your actual niche in life when it takes time and practice and hard work in order to make anything go if you're just picking something up in order to get by I mean sure if it comes easy to you great and you're able to get success sure but that doesn't mean that if you're not if you have a passion for it and you want to do it you should still pursue it. Of course, there are certain limitations, like um, you know, if you're really into sports, but you have something which physically makes you unable to be able to participate in it, or if you got injured while doing so, but you still love it, you can become a referee, you can become an announcer, you can become a sports journalist, you can still be involved in that field somehow, some way, so you're still happy with your life. ...and still involved with the dream that you've wanted to pursue. And I think that's something that maybe he overlooked. And while I have calmed down since I have read that letter... ...and those notions of his... ...it just kind of made me realize that my dream of... Wanting to make a living. Not be famous. I don't want riches beyond my wildest dreams or anything of that nature. I just want to make a living. A happy, humble little living of being a voice actor and narrator. I realized that if I got so upset by his words, then I know that that just solidified to me. Yeah, I'm passionate about this. And that's what I'm going to do. Now, here's the thing. That's me. Like, I'm an expert on my own life, so that's what I feel. And I know that there are so many people who have not, um, who have that passion for one thing for another, but they they didn't follow their dream, not fully. Um, with some of them even just gave it up entirely because they had to. An example that I can think of is... Um, The Netflix original series BoJack Horseman. This isn't really too much spoilers, but he, uh, BoJack's dad wanted to be a great, the next American author, like a big novelist, and he was working on this book basically his entire life, and he thought it was gonna really just shock the world once it was published. But... He got a girl pregnant, had Bojack, had to give up that dream of becoming an author and just focused a career on just providing for his family. There are many people like that. My father is kind of one of those, but he didn't do so begrudgingly. Yeah, he did it for the sake of food, but he still found something that he loved. Well, there are so many of us who go... Without that idea. Without the possibility of pursuing their dreams and always just thinking, what if? So I found a couple of articles which pertain to this. And one of them, we're going to start off with a little bit of a quote-unquote negative, maybe. More like a evaluation article we'll go with. This comes from martinezcreativegroup.com entitled six reasons why people don't follow their dreams published september 17th 2018 by olivia whoever you are olivia uh so let's see what olivia has to say shall we and of course these articles are always listed in the description below wherever you may be listening to this podcast. So she writes, This past weekend, I watched Dead Poets Society again for the first time in almost 30 years. In it, Robin Williams' character quoted Henry David Thoreau when he says, Most men lead lives of quiet desperation. How many times have you heard from people who want to start a business, write a book, or change careers? How many times have you said this yourself? What's holding them back? But more importantly, what's keeping you from following your dreams? If you don't want to live a life regretting things you'd always wish you'd done, consider these six reasons why people don't follow their dreams. 1. Fear of failure It's easy to rationalize and persuade ourselves into making safe decisions, which is often just a way of hiding that we're too scared to take a risk on something. The fear is that we might fail. As Jim Carrey says in his now-famous commencement speech, the decisions we make in this moment are based in either love or fear. So many of us choose our path out of fear disguised as practicality. Very few people hit it big, big the first time. The key is to understand that you will have failures along the way. But if you're determined, you can learn from these failures and use them to help propel you forward. Number two, fear of change. Most men lead lives of quiet desperation. Why is this? Fear of change. Most often it's easier to endure a known life of mediocrity than to risk going after a big dream. It just feels safer, somehow. Starting something new and different is scary. People fear the unknown and don't like to step outside their comfort zone. But think of the times in your life when you've grown and learned the most. Chances are it was when you were challenged. Facing your fear of change takes courage and the determination to follow through. Number 3 Priorities We all have people and things that take up our time, jobs, families, friends, hobbies. And these are great things to have in life, but they take time. It's easy to let our circumstances keep you from being successful. You can always find something else to do instead of working on your dream. This is often disguised as procrastination. Make sure your priorities aren't just turning into excuses by Reprioritizing the things that make you happy, the things you love, and finding the time to pursue them. If you don't make your emotional health and happiness a priority, how can you take care of anyone else? Number 4. Lack of Confidence It takes a lot of confidence to pursue a dream. Many people think they either don't have that what it takes don't deserve to be happy by following their dream or aren't willing to put in the work to make it happen. There's something very exciting about fantasizing about your goals and dreams without actually doing anything about them. It's safer to never move past the dreaming stage because putting your thoughts into action involves risk and exposure to criticism. The path your life takes is entirely up to you, but to follow your dreams you have to have the confidence to be honest with yourself about what you really want out of life and put it into action. Number 5. Timing A dream without a timeline is just a fantasy. How will you ever know when the time is right unless you make it happen? Putting off your dream until someday usually means that someday will never happen. Break your goals into small, actionable steps. Starting today, set a timeline and milestones for yourselves to make sure you're making your marks. And number six, society. We all desperately seek approval from friends, family, and colleagues, but the pressure to do what's expected of us can sometimes keep us locked in a clearly defined box. If you're branching out into something new and it's different from what you've done, you might not always get support from those closest to you. This is because people care about you and they don't want to see you hurt or fail. Often they might not understand your dream because it's not something they would do. Try not to mistake their lack of understanding your dream as being a lack of support. The only true compass you can follow is your own heart, not what anyone else tells you what to do. Twenty years down the road, no one else is ever going to regret that you didn't follow your dream, but you will. Your dreams are your own, and so are your decisions on what to do with them. Most of the reasons for not following one's dreams are based in fear. Fear disguised as excuses is what usually holds us back. If you want big things out of life, you have to face your fears. Putting yourself out there is scary. A lot of people go far down the wrong path before even realizing that they have choices. Believe in yourself enough to turn your ideas into life-changing action. Decide to live a life with very few regrets. And as I read that last one, that's society, I basically see my pen pal. And I must not be angry or upset at him because There is a lack of understanding Doesn't mean that he doesn't support me just means that he doesn't Understand my capabilities. He doesn't understand my desire and he doesn't understand The potential that not only do I see within myself, but as well as everyone else strangers colleagues friends At least now Twice a week, ever since I've started this job, I will get a phone call, I'll answer it, and the person on the other line just has to tell me how great of a voice that I have. And that's very complimentary and flattering, but it's just further reinforcement for me that what I'm deciding, what I want to do with my voice and with myself, and being able to go into a world and express this creativity, to make... A character come to life to make a situation or a scene be more engrossing to have that creative outlet. That's what I want. And those compliments just reinforce that, yes, I am making the right choice for me. But again, I understand that that's not true for everyone. So I suppose step one is know what you want. Step two is make those milestones for yourself, write them out, and step three is, get that support group, even if it's just a handful of people, find those people, have them be your support group, don't let your dreams become astray. So, with that said, I found something else of how to potentially follow Your dreams how to be just a little bit happier within your life by pursuing those dreams no matter how big or small but it is something that i feel that um that we all need to take into consideration even if it's just hey i want to lose 15 pounds how do i make those steps that's still a dream that's still a goal do it and maybe this article might be able to help you it comes from the atlantic uh, written by Arthur C. Brooks, published on uh, sometime in 2021. Ah, here we go, March 25th, 2021, and it's called "How uh, Follow Your Dreams and Get Happier." So, let us see what Mister Brooks has to say about about dreams, and of course this is also in the description below are you dreaming too big lifelong hard to achieve goals might not make you happier small steps will commencement season is just around the corner Whether in person or over a live stream, graduates and their families will follow the long-honored tradition of listening to speeches studded with unoriginal chestnuts like follow your dreams, shooting for the stars, and believing that you can do whatever you set out to do. But that message doesn't seem appropriate at this moment. Our greatest ambitions, personal and professional, have been systematically frustrated by the pandemic as the weeks have turned to months and have turned to more than a year. Perhaps the word of the English English satirical poet Alexander Pope are a better fit. In 1727, he gave his friend John Gay a piece of advice, in the form of a ninth beatitude: Blessed is he who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed. Whether Pope was serious or not, there is some good sense in his counsel for times both normal and pandemic-stricken. Sure, audacious goals can be energizing, but a fixation on them can lead to big disappointments. Worse, when your eyes are constantly on the horizon and you can miss what is right in front of you. For happiness, we need a better approach to setting goals. One that sets us up for success in life and lets us enjoy the here and now. For the most part, goal setting seems to raise our well-being modestly in the short run. By increasing our optimism and sense of direction. In a 2008 study, for example, researchers ran an experiment in which half of the participants set out goals for their lives and received training to bring them to fruition. The other half did not. After the three-week training, the researchers observed that the goal-setters were 8% happier than they had been before they started and 12% happier than the controlled group that study mixed all sorts of aspirations together. But if you look closer, not all goals are associated with equal happiness. A 2008 analysis of German survey data, for example, showed that while goals involving family, friends, and social and political involvement promoted life satisfaction, goals focused on career success and material gains were detrimental. This is consistent with research on American college graduates. Aspirations for personal growth, close relationships, and community involvement, what most psychologists call intrinsic goals, lead to increased well-being when those goals are attained. Those for material possessions, fame, and attractiveness, extrinsic goals, predict ill-being. The magnitude of a dream matters too. Setting short-term realistic goals has been shown to start a reinforcing mechanism of success and happiness, provided these goals fit with our values and aren't imposed on us by others. For example, in one 2001 study, college students who set academic performance goals for the year that match their instinctive instinctive motivations were more successful than those who didn't, leading to higher well-being and confidence. This set them up for more goal-setting, more success and happiness and so on. Focusing on long-term, difficult-to-achieve goals in contrast trust, not, but is risky because you're less likely to accomplish them. Disappointment creates pessimism and can provoke depressive symptoms. Therefore, goal-setting, especially for audacious goals that are unlikely to be met, or even ordinary goals during times like the present, might lead to a lot more unhappiness than happiness. As the poet John Greenleaf Whittier so poignantly put it, For, for of all sad words, of tongue or pen, the saddest are these, it might have been. <laughs> This is a growing apparel in our economy, which is becoming more and more characterized by what my former economics professor Robert Frank calls winner-takes-all markets, also known as superstar markets. In winner-take-all markets, a few people get outsized rewards and the rest are left by the wayside. Rarified zones such as Hollywood and the NBA are classic examples. But in the era of new media, people can be celebrities in more ordinary professions, such as law or academia. One can even become rich and famous, at least temporarily, as a YouTuber, which 29% of American 8 to 12 years old now say is their career goal. The paradox of superstar market is that their very impenetrability makes them attractive, drawing in more and more as. Esp- Aspirants, <laughs> the vast majority of whom will be disappointed. Fortunately, we don't have to swear off goal setting in order to protect and increase our happiness. On the contrary, a balanced strategy based on three lessons from the research can give us the benefit while mostly avoiding the costs. Number one, live in daytight compartments. The scientific literature is clear that goals can bring a lot of happiness when they are short-term, achievable, and lead us toward ultimate success. In other words, when achieving them indicates that we are making progress. The self-improvement guru Tony Robbins has taught that progress towards a goal can even bring more happiness than its actual attainment, an idea that is supported by research. To build a happiness strategy around this principle, you should set an end goal, then break it into manageable steps, one year, one month, one week, one day. The one day goals are especially important. In his 1948 self-improvement classic, How to Stop Worrying and Start Living, Dale Carnegie recommended that readers resolve to live in day-tight compartments, take stock of long-term goals regularly, but not too often, for me, every six months does the trick. Focus the rest of the time on what is to be done today that creates positive progress. Finish your work, set it aside, and relish the accomplishment. Then, start again tomorrow. Number 2. Focus on the journey The prospect of committing to a lifelong aspiration might unnerve you since it's the type that's least likely to pan out. The long-term goals can be audacious and bold without inviting disappointment if they go unfulfilled. The secret and a formula articulated by the writer Deepak Chopra, intention without attachment. Being overly attached to anything in life invites suffering. The solution is to see major goals not as the only way to achieve happiness but as points of navigation that set a direction for your lifelong journey. That way, when storms arise and new opportunities present themselves, you can set a new goal and gracefully let go of your old one, thereby avoiding disappointment and missed opportunities. When setting out your long-term goals, try writing them down followed by these words or something better. This gives you explicit permission to diverge from these goals as life circumstances dictate, which you can and should do without disappointment if the original goals are no longer appropriate. Number 3. Extrinsic, a uh, number 3, set intrinsic goals. Extrinsic goals the worldly aspirations leading to money, power and prestige can be the hardest to achieve because they are inherently zero-sum. In the pursuit of scarce resources, we crowd one, af- one another out. By contrast, intrinsic goals based on love and personal growth are positive-sum and thus more likely to lead to success. My efforts to love and grow as a person are not crowded by your efforts. On the contrary, they can be complementary. Furthermore, they are the goals most associated with happiness. As such, a proper bucket list should be heavily weighted toward these intrinsic aspirations. Make a list of specific intrinsic goals and work to achieve them. If you need help coming up with some, remember that intrinsic goals are akin to what the writer David Brooks calls eulogy virtues. The things you would want people to remember you for at the end of your life. As in loving mother, not five million mile flyer on United. You might resolve to develop your spirituality this summer through 30 minutes a day of reading and practice, to make a new personal friend, one you see outside work before the end of the year, or to call your mother twice a week starting today. For happiness, even during the pandemic, neither follow your dreams, cheerleading, nor Pope's passive shrug is the best approach. A better commencement speech might advise the following. Dream of the person you want to be, not of how rich or powerful or famous that future self is, but about the life you will lead and work you will do to serve and enrich others maximally, leaving behind a world that is better than you found it. Then consider what it will take for you to get there, and the happiness you will gain from the joyful journey of creating value and loving others with abundance. Finally, focus your attention on what you will do this on what you will do this day in your life, spiritual life and relationships that keep you on the path. Oh, and your diploma will arrive in the mail in 4 to 6 weeks. Certainly a better commencement speech than what I received in high school. I don't think I really paid attention to one of my undergraduate. And I was kind of drinking during my uh, graduate uh, <laughs> commencement speech. So, yeah, that was that was all good. That was all fun. But there's a lot of truths in all of that. And a lot of things that I feel that we can all take away from that. I was also handed a uh, stage note uh, by my producer. So that some other notable names who became famous past the age of 30 is Alan Rickman, age 46, Dame Judi Dench, 61, Brian Cranston, 44, Margo Martindale, 53, Melissa McCarthy, 41, Morgan Freeman, 52, 52, wow, Ricky Gervais, 40, Samuel L. Jackson, 45, Jane Lynch, 43, and Kathy Bates, 42, and so many more. Age does not define our success. It is us. Our commitment to ourselves. Our commitment to what will make us happy. And hey, if being a uh, housewife, or a homemaker, rather, hell, even a house husband, <laughs> if that's what makes you happy, then go for it. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're someone that wants to you know, maybe you want to be an astronaut. Maybe you look at that realistically. Maybe you're um, maybe you're a little too old now in order to actually be an astronaut, but that doesn't mean that you can't work for NASA. There's other things that will be able to satisfy. But if you want to make those dreams happen, so long as they're reasonable, so long as you're able to do so, and so long as you take those small steps in order to get there, then I think there is... There's no reason why you can't do it. You just have to have that confidence, take that step, believe in yourself. Most importantly, write out. Pen and paper, pencil and paper. Physically write it out. I've been told many times that if you type it on your phone, sure, at least you're writing it out. At least you're trying to make it a reality. But there's something a little more satisfying, a little more solidified. Is literally writing it up. Week this, this day, I want to do this. I want to accomplish this. I want to do this. At least if you're putting in the time to do so daily, you know you're working towards it. So I think those articles speak a lot of truth. And when it comes back to my pen pal, I know he cares. And I know he wants to protect me. And I know he worries about financial prospects. I worry too, without a doubt. But this is important to me, and I'm going to pursue it to the best of my ability. And I hope that you, dear listener, pursue your goals, your dreams, to the best of your ability as well. And I know for a lot of us, those goals and those dreams are being hindered by life. By reality, buy money nowadays, my goodness. As soon as you get it, it's gone. Excuse me. So, yeah, kind of have to work on money. That's what I'm doing right now, working on money. And then once I have it, at least enough of it, I'll be funding my dream. So, I hope you're able to do the same, in one way, shape, or form. Just make yourself happy. Life is way too short not to be happy, especially with all the ah, uh, all the death and murder and shootings that we've been seeing as of late. So many unhappy people taking their pent-up anger and aggression. On other people, strangers, for no reason. (laughs) Or at least, a reason which I do not understand and don't see which justifies the outcome. I hope that those people who do have that anger are able to find happiness. And maybe by following their goals and their dreams, they can do that. So long it doesn't hurt you or anyone else. (laughs) Which is why I say that. Anyway... That is the podcast. I just felt the need to discuss dreams a little bit because I see them kind of fleeting. I see people just going about their way, living life, just following the currents and the waves where life or society or their parents just sway them to go. Not necessarily taking in the fact that they do have choices, that we do have free will, and that There's so much more that each of us can do, not only for ourselves, but for others, too. So, with that said, good night. Take care of yourselves. I will see you all next week on the 17th. And hopefully, you make that list. Even if your goal for this coming week or this weekend is to make the list of your goal for slowly inching your way to your dream... That by itself is a great start and a huge success. I may very well do the same for myself. Put it up on a sticky note on the bottom of one of my monitors in my studio, or I might even just bring it into work. So that way I never lose sight of why I'm actually working there. Yeah, I can make a career out of there, but remember what I want most. <laughs> so thank you for listening. This podcast is found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. You can email the podcast at fofpodcasts at gmail.com. Go ahead and suggest um, subjects of, of uh, discussion, articles of interest or just say hello. That's great. Otherwise, um, remember to keep practicing. No matter what it is, Sloan so doesn't hurt you or anyone else. keep practicing. I encourage you practice that, making that list, making those goals and dreams happen. Also remember to get a good amount of sleep. Go to bed. Sleep is good for you. Get, get sleep for me. <laughs> I still look like a raccoon. But get that sleep, okay? Follow those dreams. Be nice to yourself. You're too hard on yourself. You need to be nicer. You deserve it. Anyway, good night, everyone. I will see you next week. And until then, au revoir.